BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this late night episode of Astros Baseball. We are going to cover the first two games of the Mariner series and join always, joined always. Joined, as always, by my boy, Tom. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are exactly right. We can call this the Mariner series so far because the Astros have yet to show up to it. We need them to come to the ballpark and play the games. We'll talk more about it right now. 15 to 2. That's the score so far in this series. I know. I mean, we'll get to this, but I mean, Luis Castillo is is a good pitcher. Hunter Brown's been struggling. I don't know if he's tired or what. His struggles continue tonight. I think the Astros, I mean, the Mariners had like one big inning, and I don't know if that took the sails out of it, out of them, uh, the wind out of their sails. But what did you think about the lineup? I I, I spoke on TikTok today. We I, I started us a TikTok page, and I, and I spoke about the lineup. I said, this looks like a lineup that Dusty wants to win. What would you think about the lineup? I thought on paper the lineup looked pretty good. I didn't have too many qualms with it. Obviously, I feel like anytime Martin Maldonado is in the lineup, you lose a bat for me anytime. So Yiner has caught the last couple of games. I knew it was a matter of time before Maldi would come back and catch a couple of games. So I just, this offense just needs every hitter it can get, especially when the pitching gets ramped up. And He's batting 160-something now? I, I don't know. It's, it's Man, not good. It, he got it up almost near 200. <laughs> but, so, yeah. So, let me ask you this, buddy. I think it was last night's game. What do you think about the Chaz play when he swept at the guy's arm? It's kind of dangerous. It's interesting. I really think that, you know, if, if Chaz had to do it all over again, he probably doesn't do it. I don't think he – meant any malice in it. I think he was trying to make a play on the ball, try to try to do anything he could to get on base, which I love that. 
I feel like that's something that Chaz is. Tr- you can see when he's playing, everything is is a hundred percent because he knows how important his playing time is. And um, I think yeah. a lot of people were worried about Seattle reacting to it, but I think what I was getting is that it wasn't even a big deal to Seattle. The the guy he hit his hand, he thought he just it was an accident. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't as tough for that guy, Ty France, to make the play as people made it out to. I think the fans were more outraged than anyone else. Oh, of like, course. Like when you saw the game, it did not stop them. You know, they still kept on. France didn't come out of the game. He wasn't hurt. He played the next day. All he does is to hit singles. I mean, the guy's on base all the time. So I think the fans made more of it than... Yeah. And the Seattle fans, I mean, made made a bigger deal of it than the Seattle players, or or even Scott Service for that matter, who yeah is who known does exactly. So yeah. when you don't get it from him, people were really... thinking that maybe they come out and hit somebody to make up for it. But uh, just a reminder, folks, we have the game tomorrow. If you want to join us on the Pro Sports Fanatics app, brought to you by Relevant, no longer called the Relevant app, but. I'm going to call it that for a while because I'm used to it. So what did you think? There's two things I want to cover before we talk about the game. So I don't think anybody's here to t- to hear us talk about these games. What do you think about the all-player show? Were you able to watch the game tonight? When I saw that they were going to do it, I was like, oh, no. I watched bits and pieces of it. Um, I had to run out so I couldn't stay and watch the whole game. But I didn't think it was terrible. I think of all the guys, you know, Blummer is probably the best suited to be able to call the games. I felt like he struggled sometimes with, with, with his role. You know what I mean? He's so used to being the color guy. It's hard to stop being the color guy and be the play by play guy. So, it's like you hosting a show. It is. And I know you're, you're exactly, doing the hosting part and then you're trying to do your part. I remember that. And, and when you're, when you're so groomed to it, yeah. Your, your your mind just automatically wants you to have that sort of reaction to whatever happens to play or something like that. So yeah. I know a couple of times he kind of spoke on things, which I mean, TK does too, but I think TK is very gracious and okay, set the table for Blummer to do his thing. It's the same way you are when we do the show. <laughs> it seems like Blummer talked the most by far. Yeah. But I and, don't know. And I think some of those guys didn't want to step on toes either. Yeah. Clearly, he was the alpha in the room, and they were just kind of looking for their spots. It's tough when you don't have the chemistry. Yeah, they don't have the chemistry, and then it's also stuff with three guys. I guess it's like if it's me and you, we're good. If we throw another guy on here, it's kind of like, oh, who's going to talk? Who's going? It's kind of weird with three guys. Not going to lie about that. But so join us tomorrow on the Pro Sports Fanatics app. And also, you can find us on TikTok. I made us a new TikTok page. I've page. I've I've just posted. Uh, a Seattle uh, recap from tonight's game. And uh, I don't have, Tom, I don't, oh, I lost my voice. <laughs> I don't, I don't, have, oh my, see, this is a live show, folks. You're going to hear this, but I don't have the, the abilities to like stack us on top of each other. I don't know how to do that. So maybe I'll ask somebody. And then what is this thing threads? Why is everybody running? Are they running from tick? Um, are they running from Twitter? Is Twitter shutting down? Why are they going to threads? What is threads all about? I think threads is for all the people that have issues with Twitter 
mm-hmm. whether it be the ads or the politics or, you know, whatever the case may be. I know there, there was a, a maximum tweet viewership for a couple days. Now you have an alternative before it was basically Twitter or else, you know, Facebook yeah. to a lesser degree. This was a uh, Zuckerberg's take on Twitter. It's tied to your Instagram. So when you start it, you basically roll over your Instagram friends and your ah. profile and all that stuff. So it really takes literally nothing to get it going. And then it's Meta's Twitter, for lack of a better term. A lot of people have gotten on it. It had 70 million new users in the first two days, bigger than Twitter, bigger than wow. uh, anything else, TikTok. So it got hot in a hurry. It remains to be seen what they're going to do with it. If they're going to make it to where, you know, I think uh, it's ad driven or monetized or something like that. Yeah. I know the check, the check mark people that are check mark people on Instagram got the check marks on uh, threads. So far, so good. I, I've been on it since since day one. I don't think it's bad. I think it's a, a nice, you know, change of pace. You have 500 characters on threads where you only have 250 on Twitter. Mm. So there's there's some subtle improvements there. Uh, there's no DMs. So that's a thing. The one the one caveat is that if you do start threads, if you wanted to deactivate that, you're deactivating your Instagram as well, which I guess is kind of a downside. That's tricky. Yeah. Guess you just don't de- deactivate and just not get on it. I yeah. don't have time for. I just, it's funny. I just said I don't have time for anything new, but I started us a TikTok today. I think that's where the viewers are. There's a lot of people on TikTok, so I figure why not? I posted the first two videos got over 600 views, so that's a good start for the first day. I didn't have. I don't even have any followers, and that happened. But I guess there's Astro fans on there. So before we get started, even though we have started. Do you happen to have, and we don't have to do it tonight, do you happen to have your Survivor pick? I was going to load it up and we, as we as we talked about it because I know you were going to tell the world how the last game went. So I was I was prepared to check out the schedule for Yeah, tomorrow. so the last game, if you guys remember, we picked opposing teams. I picked Detroit, and Tom picked Oakland, and Detroit won. So Tom is now 15-6, and six and I'm 12-9. and nine. You ever see that thing where uh, Texas has a rearview mirror and, and the Houston Astros are in it? <laughs> well, look in your rearview mirror because there's a picture of me, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that we get back to being able to pick more teams because this is really me scraping the bottle of the barrel at this point and uh, not doing a good job of it. The things you have to do now is you have to get the list. Hopefully you're updating your list. Mm-hmm. And I just go down and eliminate teams. I thought about changing my list to like all of the uh, to to put all the divisions out there and then just marking off the teams when I get them because it's tough. But I made my pick, and I'm ready. Really? To, I, yeah, I've already made my pick because I've had more time to prepare than you. But let's talk about game one. <laughs> uh, Ronel Blanco, we called it. We're the smartest two people in the world. We said they're gonna <laughs> start Ronel Blanco in the two B determined slot. Uh, Suarez had a two-run homer, and the Mariners take a two-to-zero lead in the second. Crawford got a, another home run. This one a solo shot. They're up three-to-zero, top of the seventh rally, a RBI single. We are down four-to-zero, and then Corey Jolks an RBI double brought in Yiner Diaz, and we are down four-to-one. The game is still within hand. 
but the Astros cannot score. And then Suarez hits his second homer of the day, 5-1 to one final score. Blanco, or Blanco, whatever you want to say, he says he doesn't mind. Six innings, three hits, three runs. He gave up two homers, two walks, and nine strikeouts. If you look at those strikeouts and Hunter Brown strikeouts, Seattle loves striking out. I can tell you that. But anyway, I think overall, and we're not doing any player of the series awards because it's only halfway through. Very good outing for Blanco. I'm 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 not I'm impressed by it. Ronald Blanco pitched well, in my opinion. Anytime you can go and give you give your team a quality start, which six innings and three runs is a quality start. I think you've done all that can be asked of you. Obviously, in a perfect world, it's 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 less than three runs, but the secret sauce for the Astros all season long has been to score four runs and then you win. So Ronell didn't do anything to stop them from doing that. Had they scored four runs. Yeah. He had a two run homer in the second, and a home run in the third. And that's all the, the runs he gave up fourth inning, fifth inning, sixth inning. He gave up nothing. Magic man pitched. Uh, he had two hits and a run. So he must've gave up a, uh, the RBI to rally in the seventh. Uh, Montero, two hits, two innings, a hit and a run. He gave up that home run to Suarez in the ninth inning. So overall, at least for the bullpen, Blanco gives you six. Magic Man gives you one, and Montero gives you two. And he only allows one run. So good job by Montero Diaz. Yiner Diaz, two for four. He scored a run. Jolks was three for three with an RBI. Great job by him. Bregman and Kyle Tucker got the other hits. The Astros had seven hits. They scored one run. They were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position and left six runners on base. Not a good start to this Seattle series. No, not at all. The offense has went dormant again. I, I, I really think that the the this needs to be laid at the feet of the big dogs. Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker. Those guys have to be able to produce for this team right now with Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez out. And for me, I, I feel like if, if we're going to point fingers, that's where that's, where that's got to be. I yeah. think today, you know, Bregman got the party started, but, you know, he'd been relatively quiet the last couple of weeks. And I'm just really hoping he gets right because that's really where they're going to, you know, make their strides until the reinforcements come back. Yeah, they usually don't get any run support for Framber, who pitches Saturday. But before we get to game two, since we rambled on so much earlier in the podcast, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with game two coverage. We'll look at tomorrow and Sunday's pitching matchups, and then we'll give you our survivor picks. So stay with us. We'll be back with more Astros baseball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, we are back. Game two was Hunter Brown. We all have all the confidence in the world in. Has been struggling. Luis Castillo is an amazing pitcher. The guy's a stud. They got him from the Reds. You know he's going to deliver. Uh, like you said earlier, bottom of the third. Bregman, RBI single, brought in Chaz. One to zero. I wasn't sure Chaz was going to get a start after he did the hand thing, but he sure did. And then the top of the fourth is when the wheels fell off. The proverbial wheels. Wong had an RBI single. Rodriguez, two runs single. Three to one. Rally a force out. The run scores from third, four to one. Kalinick walks with the bases loaded, five to one. Four doubles, three run score, eight to one. And then Wong doubles, nine to one. So the guy that knocks in the first run of the inning knocks in the last run of the inning, nine to one. A nine run inning in the top of the fourth. Yeah, things got really out of hand. And, um, the one thing that I, w- I was listening to the the radio broadcast because um, I had, like I said, I had to step away, which I wish I would have seen so I could have seen it. But I'm glad I did. I listened to the radio broadcast because they described it. And I don't know if I would have caught it. Jared Kelnick gets on base. And for whatever reason, Hunter Brown became obsessed with Jared Kelnick and trying to limit his ability to move. So he started doing some kind of a slide step. He wasn't getting uh, uh, his mechanics got bad because he was trying to hold the runner and uh, Sparky was, was, was talking about it at length. And he's like, look, this is how you get your arm slide out. This is how you start messing stuff up when you start messing with your lower half, because everything's got to be in sync for the ball to end up releasing where you want it to release. And now he's changed it. So what does he do? He turns around, he walks the next guy. And then he gets behind in the count, I think three, one to the guy following. And that's where the wheels started falling off because he just thrown so many pitches, thrown so many balls because he was so concerned with Jared Kelnick. And I really wished that at that point, pitching coach came out, uh, Maldi came out something to say, Hey, stop doing that. We can see you doing this and it's messing with your command. It's messing with your mechanics. So Things got out of control for uh, Hunter Brown. Dusty yanks him with the bases loaded, puts Mayton in a really, really tough spot. Mayton starts getting behind hitters as well. I think the theme of this game, if there is a theme at all, is just walks. They just walk too many hitters, you know. And and I get it. You 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 want to you want to aggressively attack the zone is what they say, you know. But there was there was just a lot of nibbling going on and. It's tough to guys come on in base. with the bases loaded, I'm sure. Yep, yep. Yeah, so he leaves with the bases loaded, and it's 4-1. to one, And then Maton walks a guy and makes it 5-1. to one, And then uh, Ford doubles. And then Wong doubles. So Phil Maton gave up four runs himself. So five runs mm-hmm. by Brown, four runs by Maton, two hits and two walks. Hunter Brown's ERA. Did I even finish? Oh, they got a home run in the top of the ninth. Let's just go there. It's 10 to 1. Final. That's it. Hunter Brown, three innings. He pitched the fourth. That's when he gave up all the runs. Uh, Mayton, two hits, two walks, four runs. 
But Hunter Brown's ERA is 4.12. It's really climbing. Stanek pitched two innings, had a hit, two walks, and two strikeouts. Magic Man had a clean inning, and Naris had a hit and two strikeouts. And then Bly Madris. We got beat so bad, folks. I don't know when the last time this has happened, but we had a position player pitch. 2019. It was on the radio broadcast. All right. Before, before I think it was 2021, 20, 22, they changed it. A competitive change where you can't bring in a position player unless you're down by eight runs. Uh-huh. So, And they were. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't even do it last year or this year uh-huh. until this, this specific point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know what happened. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I <laughs> left and got ice cream and limes at the Walmart at the but, Walmart. I sound like my dad now let's go down to the Walmart. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Dubon and Alex Bregman, Pena, Diaz and Chaz, they all got hits. Alex Bregman had the lone RBI. The Astros scored one run on five hits. Like I said, 15 to two. That is not good. They were one for four. The runners in scoring position left five on base. The Astros are now three games behind Texas. That's the bright spot. Texas lost yesterday. They won today. So we lose two in a row, and we we get beat. We get killed. We get killed 15 to two in two games, and you would think, oh, no, we're in trouble. But we only lose one game, and that's that's pretty good. Yeah, the 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 Red Sox did a really good job with Texas. However, today Texas got a hold of the Washington Nationals, who are very bad, and were able to beat them. They get them two more times, so it's really going to be incumbent on Framber and uh, Belak to yeah. pitch well to ensure that the they either make up some ground or it doesn't get any worse in three games going into the All Star break. Yeah, so now Seattle is tied with L.A. They are both down. Uh, by seven so they're they're not even really out of it they just got to get hot the angels just got to get hot it could be a tight a tight tight division saturday framber valdez takes on woo i my one of my best friends in high school his name was kyle woo actually into my son daffram uh he has a 4.00 era and he is one and one so it looks like he's either some guy that got the call up or he's a relief pitcher i don't know Sunday's Brian Belak, who some someone tweeted this earlier, that he actually has more confidence in Belak right now than he does Hunter Brown. Belak has pitched two consecutive quality starts where you know he's dazzled. That changeup that he's throwing right now, he's really got great command of it, and uh, he's able to keep hitters off balance. So while I truly believe the Hunter Brown thing has more to do with the guy behind the plate. Because the the disparity between when Hunter is caught by Yiner and when Hunter is caught by Maldi is huge, and uh, I wonder. Do you think it has they, anything to do with it being at the beginning of the year? No, no. You know, I mean, they got a little. Uh, they're getting to know him a little more. They're seeing I mean, him a lot more. You don't think that affects it at all? I don't know. He's throwing. He's getting into these counts for me, and it's like he's either getting behind. Or when he's getting ahead, he's still a little over the middle of the plate. And I just I just wonder if there's a comfort level thing going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe it's just me, but the way I, think I look at it. we get Jordan back. This is me, Maldi fan. We get Jordan back. Giant or Diaz should be the catcher. 
and let Maldi catch once a week, once a rotation, let him catch for Amber. The crazy thing is I was listening to 610 on the way home, right? I listen, I try to listen to all the sports talk in Houston to see what they're saying, see what's going on. And I I could not disagree with this take more. I won't name names, but they were talking about, you know, the Yiner DS thing. And they were talking about the uh, Maldi thing and how people were, you know, going after Dusty. And why, why would you think Dusty would do this unless he had a reason? He's not just... He's not going to win all these games. He's not going to be this great manager and not have a reason. And ironically, this person said that Dusty is playing Maldi to keep Yiner fresh so that Yiner's bat will still be good because catching would hurt his bat. And I just could not understand the logic in that when Yiner's 24 and Maldi's like 35. And if anybody needs the time off, it's the older guy that 161, not the young kid who bats 336 when he catches. That's delusional. A little bit. They're not sitting him on the bench so that he'll be fresh for later. If he if he was their catcher, look how many games Maldi caught last year. That's Diaz should be catching. I mean, I love Maldi. I've been supporting him all this time. But just imagine that lineup. We used to have that black hole in the lineup, my boy Maldi. Imagine Yiner Diaz, who's not even going to hit ninth. The guy's going to hit sixth or seventh, no no lower than seventh. I mean, just think of this lineup with Jordan, Kyle Tucker, Bregman, Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Yiner Diaz, Abreu, Chaz McCormick, whoever else. That's a potent lineup. And Yiner Diaz makes the lineup look better. I listened to Sean and the boys this morning on 790. They talked about Yiner Diaz slugging for catchers, all of major league baseball, minimum 150 plate appearances because he just hit that mark. Yiner Diaz, number two in slugging. I saw that. Somebody posted that on TV and I was like, I was like, I think it was MLB. It was somewhere. It could have been on this show. It could have been on the uh, broadcast today, but I saw that he was number two. And slugging, right? Slugging mm-hmm. for, for catchers. catchers. He's awesome. I mean, I'm on the Yiner train. Er, er, give me some more <laughs> Yiner. Um, I don't know. Everybody's kind of mad about it. I guess I think it's turning. I mean, Dusty's Dusty can't be that stubborn to realize, hey, we're not winning with this guy. Yiner, Yiner Diaz is, I think he's playing himself into that starting role. Because you're going to look like an idiot with that guy on the bench. You have one of the best catchers, the best hitting catchers in baseball, and you're going to have him on the bench four or five days a week. You're going to look dumb. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we, we've been banging the drum for Yiner all season long. And, and it was started. because, and it's because the numbers were always there. He's been, it's not like this is like, Oh, he never hit in the in the minors. This guy hit a ton before he got to, to Houston. He hit a ton for Sugarland. He had a ton for Corpus. So when you when you look at those numbers and now they're translating, it's like, I don't know what else you need to see. And now what I think is really what I think is really interesting and kind of telling is that Dusty, Dusty plays musical chairs with Corey, with Chaz, and with Jake. You know the one guy he hasn't uh messed with other than switching from DH to catcher since Jordan went out, Yiner Diaz, because he knows the guy's bat is for real. So if you know that, 
quit being stubborn with your catcher and just let the man catch. <clears throat> Sir, you're muted. Ah, okay. I, I muted it so I could <laughs> turn the page. But uh, I agree with you. I fought for Maldi forever, and uh, now I can't. I can't. It's kind of like if you have Maldi or another guy, that's a little better. But you have one of the best hitting catchers in baseball, and I can't argue against that. I think pe the nation, nationwide, people are starting to notice him. And like I said earlier, he's going to look dumb. But you know who doesn't look dumb? The guy who picked Detroit to beat the Oakland A's. I wonder how many times we picked someone to beat Oakland. I, I picked on him a lot. But Me too. I knew that I had to pick him at some point. So I was like, you know what? If they're going to beat a team, Detroit's not a bad team to pick on. So like I said earlier, Tom's 15 and 6. I'm 12 and 9. What a difference. Because you were like 15 and 2 and I don't know. I don't know what I was, but it was horrible. But three games behind you, buddy. And uh, we're doing two picks this week because we're doing two shows for the Mariner series. Just going to come out and say it. I got the Boston Red Sox against the Oakland A's. <laughs> Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick at all. I'm taking the San Francisco Giants against the Colorado Rockies. I think I have San Francisco still left, and I almost picked them too. But I'm going with Boston. Boston's hot. Boston was really bad earlier. They've been playing very good. And uh, so who'd you go? San Francisco. Let me write that down. San Francisco over who? Colorado. Colorado. Colorado blows. I wish we could <laughs> play them all the time. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's all we have. We already talked about the pitching matchups. We've done Survivor. All that's left is Tom's final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a long first start of the season. The Astros have dealt with every injury that I think they could deal with for for a whole season. They've 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 done it in a half a season. I think that no team needs to get to the All Star break more than this Houston Astro Club. Cannot wait for these guys to take this break. Uh, Dusty's already talked about Framber not pitching. We're Pretty sure that Jordan's not playing in the all-star game. Tuck, I wonder if Tuck will play at all because he's a reserve. He's not a starter. So it'll be up to Dusty to put him in the game. So maybe he gets one AB somewhere, something minor. But these guys are going to get a much-needed break. Hopefully reinforcements will be on the way shortly thereafter. They talked about uh, Altuve's injury not being that serious and that hopefully he won't go past the 10 days or too much further past the 10 days. Hopefully that's that's a guy that comes back. Jordan is ramping up. He hit BP. Supposedly Sunday he could hit uh, Jose Arquiti's bullpen. Jose Arquiti's a name that's also coming back that would desperately give us an opportunity to lengthen out this rotation into something six-man to give Javier some more time, to give Hunter some more time, because these guys are all logging a ton of innings. You got to think Hunter's still a rookie. Hunter hasn't logged a ton of innings. You did make mention of it earlier. I think he'd benefit from Yiner catching him. But the break couldn't hurt him either. And hopefully the second half of the season, health is not an issue and a strength. And they go into the, you know, to the end of the season, into the into the dog days of summer, flying high, 
playing their best baseball. I had read somewhere that CJ got skipped and they may use him out of the bullpen. So that's the, the team knows how bad he's struggling. But anyway, folks, I want to remind you that this is a live show. I mean, you can't watch it live, but we're live. So I apologize for my lost voice earlier. I don't even have water. I was going to do it in the kitchen. My wife kicked me out. I had to come in here. I was muted. I was trying to talk to Tom and I was muted. And and I can't talk. I, I'd lose. I, I don't know. It's just a bad day for me, but who cares? Still a good show. I tell Tom every time. That was a good show. <laughs> I think this was a good show. Uh, but the thing about it, what I like, Tom, is it's real. We don't go back and edit it. You guys know what we say. We say and we run with it, good or bad, whatever. 100% authentic, folks. There's the word. That's the word I would want to use. Authentic. Authentic Astros talk from two authentic Astros fans. So anyway, with that said, thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on Sunday night with more Astros baseball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc